0: Listening to From the Friars Podcast, the community of Franciscan Friars of the Renewal, headquartered in the Bronx, New York City. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. How good it is to be here, how beautiful to, to look out and see all of your faces. We also want to say a word of welcome to everybody in the church below. I'm, I'm told they can hear my voice. Uh, you know, we don't see each other, but I know you can hear me. Hello, everybody in the, the warm chapel down there. And uh, everybody watching us live over the internet as well. Um, hello. Well, welcome. Welcome to all of the angels and saints who are surrounding us like a great cloud of witnesses. Welcome. Here we are in this beautiful day, and I want to begin with an apology. Um, We come to this shrine of Our Lady of Fatima here in Washington, New Jersey, on this anniversary of her appearances at the what is now the shrine of Our Lady of Fatima in Portugal. And we remember a truly historical event, 1917. On this day, the Virgin Mary had promised to perform a miracle to prove To everyone that she was truly appearing to those three shepherd children sister Lucia the spokesman of those three shepherd children the ten-year-old girl shepherdess said would you do a miracle so that the people would believe and Mary said in October I will do a miracle We remember that this day, October 13th, we remember that beautiful day, and I'm apologizing because the weather is so nice, I'm sorry. We wanted to relive that Fatima experience, so in 1917 the weather was horrible, right? It had been raining for two days, and Many, many people, over 70,000, had been traveling, many of them on foot. Those who were in cars, there were just the starting of having cars in those days. They had to park and get out because it was so muddy. The cars would get stuck in the mud. So it was horrible weather. It had been raining. People were traveling in the weather. Um... And they were muddy and dirty and tired, and and it had been quite a journey to get there. And today it's just so beautiful. And so I apologize for that, you know. Um, so I don't know. Maybe it's raining in Fatima today. Um, did anybody look on the internet? Was it raining there? Okay. But here we are, huh? Here we are. And let's just remember that miracle of the sun. Starting in May 13th the word had been going out That these three children were claiming To be seeing the Virgin Mary from heaven the mother of Jesus and our mother the mother of the church and You can imagine the time of 1917 it was World War one there was a lot of anxiety in Europe, particularly, and the Pope, Pope Benedict the Fifteenth, had been trying to negotiate peace. You can imagine the the status of the Pope, particularly in those days in Europe, and every effort had failed, and there was a horrible war, World War One. Although it's somewhat shadowed now by World War II, the Great War. World War I, it was horrible. And so the Pope, in early May 1917, had invited the church to turn to the Virgin Mary, Queen of Peace, to do a novena to Our Lady, Our Mother, Our Common Mother, that she would do what mothers so often do, Right? Make peace amongst the children. Right? And it was the confronting his own inability to cause peace. We turn to Mary. And wouldn't you know, a few days later, she appeared in Fatima. Isn't that interesting? And she appeared to those children and she came with a message. She came with a message we now call Heaven's Plan for Peace. And her message was shockingly simple. In all of her apparitions, she asked us to pray the rosary. And she said that the rosary can bring peace. The rosary can stop war. And you can imagine that, that incredible message of conversion, of turning to jesus repenting of our sin and of praying of praying that was the that's the plan that's the strategy and she asked the children to come back the 13th of every month and so every month the crowds we were getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then when sister lucia had communicated that in October would be the final apparition at Fatima, that the Virgin Mary had promised to do a miracle so that they would believe. She promised to do a miracle. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? What if instead of October thirteenth, 2019, What if it was 2017 now? How many people do you think would be here if this was Fatima? This is like a little piece of Fatima in America here, right? What would it be like if for six months there had been this message that these three little children in Washington, New Jersey, were seeing the Virgin Mary, and that on October 13th, there would be a miracle so that everyone would know that Mary truly had been appearing there and that they would believe well it would probably be a little different huh can you imagine the possibility of millions of people And of course we'd have it all we'd have the cameras ready with YouTube and we'd be live streaming right and you can imagine the the, the crowds and, it probably would be similar to what happened in 1917. There were people there who had deep faith. There were people who were there who were sick and suffering, who were hoping for a miracle of healing. There were people who were there who were struggling. Maybe they had lost somebody in the war or were desperately praying that their fathers, or their sons, or their nephews would be coming back safely from the war, there were people there who were curious, oh a miracle, that sounds kind of interesting, there were people there who were skeptical, I don't know about that, That you know, Sounds like it could be a hoax. Sounds like it could be, you know, some type of pious fanaticism. There were people there who were thinking that. And then there were people there who were against the whole thing. Secularists. There was a real problem in in Europe, but in Portugal, particularly some of the people in the newspaper business, they were very anti-Catholic. They were very anti-religious. They were atheistic. Um, And those people were there as well. And imagine this sea of humanity. All ages, all backgrounds, and all in a different place in terms of their relationship with faith, their relationship with God. And yet, there they were. You know, the skeptics were excited to debunk the whole thing. Right? They, they were going to write up some articles mocking it and saying these kind of backwards superstitious religious people, like we're going to really expose this for what it is. And what happened? Well, the children arrived around noon, around this time. The rain had stopped. You see some photographs of that day. There were a lot of people with their umbrellas up still. It was, it was like a field. It was muddy. It was, it was this field. Over 70,000 people were there, which is amazing. And the children came, and around 12 noon, the Virgin Mary came. And they saw her. And there was a hush that came over the crowd. And Although the rain had stopped there were still dark thunder cloud, clouds. It was dark You see this in some of the photographs And as Mary was getting ready to leave the apparition was ending she pointed to the Sun and Sister Lucia little Lucia at the time Not even realizing what she was doing. She pointed to the Sun and at that moment the clouds Opened up and everyone there Everyone there without exception could see the Sun without hurting their eyes Which is something that's that alone is a miracle that's impossible if you stare at the Sun you will damage your eyes and They saw the Sun starting to and all of the different eyewitness accounts describe something very similar a spinning and different colors of the rainbow coming off blues and yellows and oranges coming off of the sun as like a, a, a great, some people described it as like a, you know, a pinwheel, you know, the firework a pinwheels, so, you know, and then they were looking around and as the, the light of the sun was shining upon the cova de ira the Cove of Peace, that meadow, that field, you would see the colors on the people as the the different colors of the sun, the oranges, and the blues, and all the different. And uh, people were, you know, you can imagine, where people were just in shock. They were witnessing a miracle of biblical proportions. And some people were crying out their sins. Now, we were hearing confessions privately over there on the side. I think some of the, the bishop and some of the priests, people were, thought maybe it was the end of the world. And they were crying out their sins, asking for forgiveness, asking for mercy. Can you imagine? You know, you would have to be deeply moved to cry out your sins in public, right? I mean, I have a microphone here. Should I come down and anybody? <laughs> that's okay, Father. That's okay. But they were so deeply moved by this miracle that they were crying out their sins. Some people were reciting the creed I believe in God, the Father. You know, some people were crying out, God is great, God is almighty. Can you imagine the scene? And then the sun spinning and the colors came. Off of its axis and was dancing around the sky and they have photographs of people looking in this direction and during that time of day in Fatima the Sun is never over there and they they you know they they started to become afraid they thought it was the end of the world and then the Sun was starting to zigzag and get larger and larger like it was crashing to the earth and that's when people really fell to their knees and they were Uh, calling out for God's mercy and uh, you can only imagine what that experience was like to be there to witness this it lasted for about 10 minutes this incredible surprising perhaps one of the greatest miracles in the history of the world and then the Sun went back to its place and the clouds started to move and you could no longer look at it like normal and people started to notice everything was dry. Two days of rain and the mud and things were soaked. And some of them, they, they were noticing that their clothes, which had been muddy, were clean. Miraculously clean and dry. One, one gentleman said it's like um, somebody had put on their fresh clothes from the laundry. That's how clean they were. That's what One of the eyewitnesses said, And that's just amazing that is just amazing and that's why we're here today isn't it we're here to remember that tremendous day that even some of the skeptics in the secular newspapers had to admit that this happened and some of the stories were published it's part of the historical archive wow that is amazing But that's not what I'm going to talk about today. Well, I just did, didn't I? Okay. That's not the main theme that I felt called to talk about. Here's what I want to talk about. Got to keep my eye on the watch here, Okay. I want to talk about the morning after. I want to talk about the morning of October 14th, the day after the great miracle. Can you imagine what that day was like? Can you imagine if you go to Portugal now and you you meet people whose grandparents were there, and you can hear from them these gathering around the the breakfast table with their whole family and their grandparents growing up in Portugal and hearing the story, not from a book or not from a movie or not from an article, but hearing it from their own grandparent who was there. The the grandchildren of the witnesses are, are walking around Portugal to this day. But here's the thing. We want to understand the miracle in context it wasn't just a magic show right it wasn't just god entertaining the people look what i can do i can do something no one else can do because i'm god and look at this magic trick no that's not what happened that's not what happened and in some ways Praying over that event that happened on this day, 102 years ago, it reminded me of the gospel of Jesus. Right? Jesus did miracles when he walked the earth. He healed people. Jesus walked on the water, the Sea of Galilee. Usually you can only do that in the wintertime when it's ice, right? Right? Well, it doesn't freeze in Galilee in the winter, but Jesus raised people from the dead. Jesus gave sight to the blind, hearing to the deaf. There were people who had deformities, and Jesus touched them and made them whole. And there were people in the life of Jesus... Who wanted to understand his miracles like magic? Remember when Jesus was arrested, and he was brought before um, Pilate, and then before uh, was it Herod? Do a little magic trick for me. Raise somebody from the dead. Like no, the the miracle is not magic. The miracle is not magic, and um, I just want to give you uh, a little. Uh, Footnote of where I'm getting what I'm saying right now. In the late 1987, early 1988, Saint Pope John Paul II was giving these teachings on Jesus every Wednesday, called the Wednesday Catechesis, and he did six teachings on the miracles of Jesus. They're amazing. So if you get you Google it, you know, the teachings of John Paul II on the miracles of Jesus, you'll find it easy on the internet. And he talked about the theology of the miracles, how to properly understand what is a miracle and why why does God sometimes do a miracle? And in those teachings, he talks about Jesus in the gospel and about those who failed to understand. And what's so beautiful in the gospel of John, John doesn't use the word miracle. Does anyone know what word that John uses in his gospel? Signs. Remember the wedding at Cana? When Mary said, do whatever he tells you, and Jesus changed the water into wine? John writes this was the first sign that Jesus performed. Signs are something that are there. You can see them, but they point to something else. Right? And if you fast forward the tape to John 14, Jude Thaddeus, one of the 12 apostles, said to Jesus, why don't you show yourself to the world? You remember that line? And Jesus said, no, I'm showing myself to you, my witnesses. My witnesses. So we apply that to the miracle of the sun at Fatima. It wasn't just a magic trick. It wasn't just a show. It meant something. It was a sign. The miracle of the sun was a sign pointing us to the messages. That's what Mary said. I will perform a miracle in October so that they will believe, so that they will know that I was appearing here, and so that they will take my message seriously. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that something? So it would be a shame on the morning of October 14th, the day after, to just go back to your way of life. See, some people did. We had a supernatural experience of the miracle, but then there needs to be the natural response. Are we going to listen to what Mary said? Are we going to... Well, it says in the Bible that the Virgin Mary would ponder the things of Jesus in her heart. Remember that in the Gospel of Luke? And Mary pondered these things in her heart. She's showing us the way we need to ponder these things in our heart. It's one thing to see a miracle, but then the miracle is given by God to issue a response, to issue a reply So we're being called to respond. And that's what this shrine is all about, right? And that's why we're here, to pray. In all of her apparitions, Mary said, pray the rosary, to convert. She said, tell the people to stop offending God by their sins, to repent, to convert, to pray, and to tell others about Jesus, to spread our faith, the good news That God is with us, that God loves us, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins, and on the third day he rose from the dead, he conquered sin, he conquered death, he conquered the devil, and he's inviting us to believe. He's inviting us to walk by faith and not by sight. He's inviting us to pray. Isn't that beautiful? To have a relationship with God. To respond to the miracle, that is something beautiful. That is something powerful. So, brothers and sisters, on this day, the day that we remember one of the greatest miracles that ever happened in the history of the world, we're here to respond. We're here to reply. We're here to ponder these things in our heart and to live from them. Lord, increase our faith. In this world that is so dark. This world that is in desperate need of the light. The sun is a sign of light. The sun is a sign of life. The sun, S-U-N, in the sky, is a sign of the sun, Jesus. S-O-N, the son of God. Our source of life, our source of warmth, Our source of of truth so let us pray on this day Jesus is here in the tabernacle the Eucharist kind of looks like a Sun right when the priest lifts the host it's like the rising of the Sun Jesus is with us Emmanuel he's calling us to respond he's calling us to pray to convert and to have a relationship to live from that relationship with God how beautiful what a gift huh and to tell others to shine the light in the darkness right to to be like a reflection of the sun into the darkness of sin into the darkness of our world so we pray for that grace this day in just a few moments we have the honor and privilege of having holy mass at fatima mary said build a chapel we have a replica down the hill here what happens at a chapel well mass she said the same thing at Guadalupe she said the same thing at lords and at other places build a chapel where you can come not to worship Mary but to be with Mary as we worship her son Jesus as we receive him in the Eucharist and as he um, strengthens us and then at the end of the mass the bishop or the priest says go go take Jesus to the world take Jesus to everyone you meet and that's the grace we pray for this day. Amen. Let's conclude with the memorari, And uh, thank you for listening. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection implored thy help, or sought thy intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly unto you, O Virgin of virgins, our mother, To you do we come, before you we sin, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in thy mercy, hear and answer us. Amen. Angel of peace, pray for us. Saints Jacinta and Francisco, pray for us. Servant of God, Sister Lucia, pray for us. Saint John Paul II, pray for us. And today, as you know, there were some saints canonized in Rome Uh, St. John Henry Newman and the others pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. God bless you.